In the book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, the Bible states that place. so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Awesome I pray that you are Come blessed by what you are about to hear or listen to. He can move this is a Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries presentation. Stay blessed. Hide me from the rain. My God is awesome. beautiful time to be together in your presence in unity and harmony Father tonight we have come before you feed us Lord grant us the privilege of ushering us into your presence into your courts that we may dine with you and feast with you thank you sweet Holy Spirit thank you for the angels Lord in Jesus name Amen Amen, Amen. All right, you can take your notebooks and you can take your pen and tonight I'm the co-pilot. Yeah, this camp is God's camp, so God is the pilot. Uh, so if you have a Bible, lift, up, lift your Bible up. If you have a Bible, see, this is my Bible. It is the word of God. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. I am what it says I am. This is my Bible. It is the word of God. Amen. And also just raise your right hand up. And say, Jesus, I bring my heart to you today. I bring my mind to you today. Anything that will distract me. Thank you for silencing it. My heart is opened. My mind is awake and receptive of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So the topic, or my message is entitled, is entitled for us. The topic today Some people, some people cornered me and gave me a warning. They said, hey, they said, teach 30 minutes, then prophesy three hours. So, who is that? Reverend Dela, who is that? I wonder who is that? So, we have decided that we just give it to God himself. So today's message is the kingdom journey to destiny manifestation. The kingdom journey to destiny manifestation. The what? Kingdom journey to destiny manifestation. The reason why I, it, the Lord said the kingdom is because the enemy and the world has other means that they think leads to destiny manifestation. But it's not the same for we in the kingdom. There is a way that God leads, the path that God leads us on. There's a process that God leads us on when it comes to manifesting our destiny or the realization of his purpose for us. All right? Uh, can you turn the music off? God bless you. That thing is powerful. But me, you will just be taking my spirit all over the place. 
it's, it's, that's why anytime, anytime I'm ministering your place and I tell you to stop. Because you see, now then, I'm rather seeing heavenlies and things. I want to be present here. So, now, I want us to, so let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. If you have podcast or Apple podcast, look for Zion Impact and Kingdom Christian Fellowship and, and listen to the messages. It will bless you. Android, you can download Podbean and just get access to all the messages. It is food, 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 power, healthy meal. But, uh, some time back, there was a series that was done on the fish, on the book of Ephesians. So let's open the Bible to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. I would like, uh, Fusua, yes, you are holding the mic and you are doing concern. So, <laughs> so you are one who will read. Beulah, Beulah wants to read, but Beulah, you know, yeah. It's not your time yet. So, first of all, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Mm. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the, he- in the heavenly places in Christ. All right. He's blessed us what? With every he- 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 spiritual blessing in heavenly places. He's already blessed us. He's not now coming to bless you and I. Continue. Just but it's, what, it's in Christ Jesus. That's where it is. Continue. Just as you chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Pause. So he just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Other renderings to say what? Before the overthrow of Lucifer. And that, that thing, it says before. Before. The before God framed the world. Before even the angelic dispensation began, he had chosen you and I already in Christ Jesus. Like, I don't know, I wish you could understand the magnitude of this. That come Paul later came and said what? He prays that we come to realize the length, height, depth, breadth of his love for us. Before, before, before Genesis chapter 1, he had already chosen us in Christ Jesus. It's, please continue. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Uh-huh. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself. Amen. According to the oh, continue. according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which made us accepted in the beloved. Amen. Oh, continue. Continue. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he purposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in christ first that's what in the dispensation of the fullness of time he, he might gather together all things in christ the all things every single thing that god has ever created he purposed that a time will come when all the dispensations of the fullness of time occurs Everything will be put in Christ Jesus. Meaning this. Now Christ is the found, is the boundary of existence. So, and when he says all, it means every creation. Hell is also a creation of God. And so, God, let's say God comes here, he's created angelic race. He's coming, he's created, uh, different galaxies. He's coming, he's created, uh, the celestials. He's coming, he's created different things. And then he purposed that a time will come 
what every single thing has ever created will all be in one place. They will not be scattered. And they will not be in different territories and dimensions. They will all be in one place. And that place is what? In Christ. That and this and this thing was purpose before the foundation of the world. It means that it was purpose before God even began to usher the construct of the beginning of the beginnings. Before he had purpose that everything will be in Christ Jesus. Now, which means that what? Christ will now be the domain of all his creation. The kingdom. Continue, let me see. Are you following? Verse 11. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things, according to the counsel of his will. Okay, all right. Take me to First uh, Peter chapter 1, verse 19. Put it there. First Peter chapter 1, verse 19. But with the precious blood of Christ. Sorry, start from verse 17. Verse 17. And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times Stop. for you. It says that what? He was foreordained. He was what? In, read that side again. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but he, was manifest in these in last times. Another to say what? It was foreknown before the foundations. Meaning that what he's saying is that it, it was anticipated, expected, for Christ to come and be the way for us to receive life. Even before God began. Even before Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 began. Even before. Before, before. So imagine this. God sitting, God in himself. God with himself and dwelling in himself. And now he wants to just express himself. But before the beginning of expression, he had already anticipated that Christ would come. Do you understand? Let's go to. And all this was before the foundation of the world. So, Christ wasn't an emergency plan. That's what you and I must know now. Christ wasn't an emergency plan. God didn't see man fall in the garden and say, Hey, what shall we do now? Okay, let's send Christ. Uh-uh. He wasn't an emergency plan. He was already existing and existed and had already been slain before even God began to introduce man to the earth. Do you understand? So you and I are not an afterthought. Do you, do you get how deep and profound this love is? When you get this, you come to understand the scripture that says what? Everything worked for the good of them that love the Lord. Now God according to his what? He had already seen all before, a, before the beginning. But before seeing all, he had already proposed that Christ would come. So Christ was ordained before. He was anticipated to come. Where now God will use him and place everything in him. And start a kingdom. Read 
Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. It says slain from the foundation of the world. From the very beginning, before God, before the Holy Spirit was moving over the waters. No, he doesn't even put, no, no, no. Before, what's the Genesis 1 verse 1? The beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without void. What? In form. And darkness was over the surface of the deep. Before that, that, before that, the earth wasn't in that state. There was a, something that happened in heaven where a guy, due to the abundance of his trade, it means the abundance of his manifestation, decided that he knows better to be a better God than God. But even before Lucifer would even be created, even before God would frame the angels by his breath, he had already purposed that Christ would die for you and I. So you are not an afterthought. Read it again. Revelation chapter 13 verse 8. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. Slain from the foundation of the world. But Christ's coming to die was not the end. It was the beginning. It was not the end. If he came to only die, then when he died and rose from the dead, he should have immediately gone to heaven. But he stayed for 40 days, still teaching the disciples about the kingdom. And then Paul comes, go to Ephesians chapter 1 again. Paul comes and then comes to reveal the mystery. The, the mystery is the purpose, the reason for Christ's coming. Bishop said what? Purpose is the why behind eh? creation. The why behind creation. Fats, can you someone find me this scripture where it says that Christ is the firstborn of all creation? Go to Colossians 1, verse 13. Colossians 1, verse 13 to 15. My assistant preacher at the back is pushing Beulah. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. No, verse 1, 13 to 15. Okay, verse 13. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God. He is the, the image born, of the invisible God. Uh -huh. The firstborn over all creation. The firstborn of what? Over all creation. Over all creation. It means that the very first thing God created was Christ. But the reason why God created Christ, he's the firstborn. The reason why Christ existed, the reason for Christ is one that he will become the kingdom of God. Do you understand? He existed before the beginning. But his existence was not to come and die on the cross. His existence was what God revealed to Paul in Ephesians chapter 1. What is that? What? that in, that full, in that dispensation, in the fullness of times, God was reconciled all his creation in Christ. That is the mystery. That is the purpose why Christ Existed. Another can you find me another scripture? Say what? He was one. He was used to create. It was him that was used to create everything. No, read that fact. The same Colossians. Read it. 
Continue. We are at verse 15 and continue. To read 15. Colossians 1 verse 15. Verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven. For by him all things were created that are in heaven. Continue. And that, that, that are on earth. Visible and Okay, so that are in heaven and that are on earth. Visible and what? Invisible. Invisible. So he's the firstborn. And he's the one that God used to unfold everything. What this also means is that he's the seed. He's a viable seed. I dare say this. God created only one thing. Christ Jesus. And placed everything in Christ. So by planting Christ, everything began to unfold. So by him, everything in heaven was created. By him, everything on earth was created. So it was by Christ that God created the angels. It was by Christ that he created Lucifer. It was by Christ that God created the earth and everything on the earth. But the reason for Christ is what? Kingdom. He created Christ so that by using him to unfold everything, he will now bring everything and place it in him. So now everything will be in Christ. Do you understand? So the reason, so when God, so if Christ, the reason for Christ is kingdom, God's kingdom, God's starting as his kingdom, is Christ, then everything that Christ was used to create had only one purpose, for the kingdom. Because the reason for Christ was for kingdom. And so if his reason for being existence for kingdom and he was used to create every other thing, then every other thing was created for one purpose in mind, the kingdom. Do you understand? Every other thing was created for one purpose, the kingdom. Let's go to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew 13. Verse 33 to 35. Matthew chapter 13. Verse 33 to 35. Another parable he spoke to them. The kingdom of heaven is like living, where which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till it was all living. Verse 34. All these things Jesus spoke to the multitude in parables, and without a parable he did not speak to them, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things kept secret from the foundation of the world. From the foundation of the world. The secret that was kept, that not even the angels knew about it, they didn't even know why God created them, was the kingdom. Because, sister, what? The whole of chapter 13, Christ gave parables, and every parable he gave was about the kingdom. And the Bible says that what? That mystery, that God hid from the foundation of the world, that was made, that was revealed in our time, from Paul's time, was the kingdom. So God, made one creation, Christ Jesus. And in him, he trapped every other thing you create. And by him, he began to use to create everything. But Christ wasn't created for creation. He was created for the kingdom. So when he was, God was using to create other things, there was only one goal in mind. That after putting everything in place, he would make Christ the world. And put him, and let him be what the king of everything, the ruler of everything. He will be the domain, the territory, the boundary 
So it's like, let's say, I have four acres, four acres, right? I build a basketball court here. I build a volleyball court somewhere. I build a four-bedroom house here. I build a conference hall here. I buy extra six acres. I do a farm here, a helipad somewhere. I do a mini race course somewhere, a this and that and that. And after doing all that, I now what? Build a wall around it. Right? I build a wall around everything so it becomes one creation. So when you come, you're not coming to basketball, you're coming to Robin's Villa. Do you understand? That was what God did. He used Christ to create everything in heaven and on earth, then visible and visible. And after doing everything in the fullness of time, he now put everything in Christ Jesus and made Christ the domain, the boundary of every existence. And after that, he said, you have now come to, you have been translated from darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. So the reason for existence, purpose, is kingdom. Because guess what? Every, if, if everybody says oh, everything was used to create, Christ was used to create everything. You and I were created too. Since everything in heaven, powerful, and on earth. Everything in heaven and on earth. The visible and invisible. You and I were created here. And so Christ was what was used to create us. So everything that God created with, with Christ had only one purpose. Kingdom. So the why for creation is God's kingdom. The why for creation is God's kingdom. Everything you will do on earth has only one reason. God's kingdom. So even the judgment day, we have the, the book of life. When they check your name, is the book of life. As Bishop said, then they open the books. The book of finances. They will check. Was it the finances that you had? They didn't meet to only one purpose for its existence. Kingdom. They check relationships. The relationships and friendships you had. They didn't meet only the only one reason for its creation. Kingdom. They will check the testimony of your lips. The words that came out of your mouth. They didn't meet only the one purpose for its creation and existence. Kingdom. They will check your family. They didn't meet the only reason and creation for its existence. Kingdom. They will check everything about your life. And the only thing that we use as a pattern to judge is kingdom. Because everything that God used Christ to create had only one purpose. The kingdom. Do you understand? Do you understand? We are created for the kingdom. So that's the purpose. So when you become a banker, the way angels, not all angels look the same. Uh, you can meet an angel of fire, or I mean, I call it the burning one, so the flamed ones. You can meet a, a seraph. And if you look at the seraphs, they don't look, they're all not the same. But they're all purposes for the kingdom. It's the same way human beings. You can be a banker, you can be a lawyer, you can be a politician, you can be this, but your purpose in every field is for, is only one. Kingdom. That's what I come say what? Do not what, store your treasure where what rust and what moth can attack it, but store it where treasure in heaven. How do you store your treasure in heaven? By using your treasure for the purpose and desire of the king, which is what kingdom, because his desire and purpose was only one. Kingdom. Man was made for kingdom and nothing else. 
The earth was designed for the expression of kingdom and nothing else. Heaven was constructed for kingdom and nothing else. The angelic beings were constructed, were framed, were breathed for kingdom and nothing else. And nothing else. Nothing exists out of Christ now. So when you go to the lowest parts of hell, you will find, you still meet Christ. Christ can come, is still there. When you go to the highest of heavens, because he's the boundary now, everything has been consigned to him. Come, some people have visions, so they, go, they see that they were in hell. Those who are used to be in, in the marine or witches or demonic, and then Christ will appear in hell, and all the demons just, why? Because the king has come. What does it mean God is the king of, Christ is the king of demons? He's the king of everything. So his, his power, his rulership, his authority knows no bounds, has no limits because he is the only existence now. Christ is the only existence now. He is the only in heaven on earth. Do you understand? Nope, I've not lost anyone. So that's, the be- that's what was the beginning. That's the only reason. Now, now that we know man was made for kingdom, let's look at the process and journey that God would take man through to realize kingdom. Let's read Genesis 1 verse 26. Genesis 1 26. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air. Repose. So be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. What what is what what a punctuation mark is after that sentence? Semicolon. So it means that everything that is filled with what is what is what? Previous sentence. So read what's following after. Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Okay. Now, so the one we say dominion is rulership over everything God has created, right? But we as custodians, not owners, we are custodians because we didn't create it. So man owns nothing. In a kingdom, you own nothing. And this thing is not bound to only the earth. As I've spoken from the beginning, that what? God used Christ to create the invisible and visible in heaven and everything on earth. And Christ was, was the firstborn of creation, was there because of only one purpose, kingdom. And so, in the kingdom, you own nothing. So in heaven, no one owns anything. On earth, we don't own anything. Because in the kingdom, the king is the owner of everything. You are only a custodian. That is what Lucifer missed. When he thought that the abundance of his trade was because he did it. And it was his ownership. Not knowing that you are in a kingdom. 
And in the kingdom, you own nothing. Only the king owns everything. And you are just a custodian. So God creates man. He has created man now. But he created man, if you read Genesis 1 verse 26, he created man for the earth. Man was designed for the earth. But when you go to chapter 2 and you read, he, the first place he puts the man he created was not the earth, was in Eden, in his presence. And there is a reason. And the reason is this. Go to Genesis chapter 5 verse 1. Genesis chapter 5 verse 1. Uh-huh. This is the book of the genealogy of Adam. In the day that God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. He created them male and female and blessed them and called them mankind in the day they were created. Okay. So, the day they were created, God what? Created them in the likeness of God. But when you go to Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, what do you see there? What is said at Genesis chapter 1 verse 26? Read Genesis 1 verse 26. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Pause. God said, let's make man in our image and according to our likeness. But in chapter 5, he says that was, in the day man was created, he was created only the likeness of God. So is the Bible line? It's not. Now when you go to Colossians chapter 1 verse 13, go to Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. Mm-hmm. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God. Pause. Christ is the what? Image of the invisible God. So note that down. Christ is the image of the invisible God. Go to Philippians chapter 2 verse verse 5 and read to verse Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 to 8 let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation taking the form of a born servant and coming in the likeness of men verse 8 and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death pause Christ Jesus, so Christ Jesus coming on the earth, he, was, he didn't come in the likeness of, man, of God. He came in the likeness of man. But on the earth, he was the image of God. Now when I say likeness, this is what I mean by likeness. How many of you have bought a fake iPhone before? Or you have seen, okay, some of you don't raise your hands because you're, you're, you're trying to protect your street credibility. All right. How many of you have seen someone who owns? How many of you have a friend who <laughs> owns a fake iPhone? You see, it looks exactly like the iPhone, the original. That is likeness. But Android inside, that is image. So listen. He said he came in the likeness of man, which means he came in the form of man. The way man looks is how he came. So he put his glory aside. He put the likeness of God aside and came as a likeness of man. But he didn't come in the image of man. He came in the image of God. Now, one who buys a fake iPhone, right? Buys a fake iPhone. It has a likeness, but it doesn't have the image of the iPhone. The image is functionality. The program, the software, that is image. 
Christ was the image of God, the invisible God. He wasn't the image of man. So he was on earth. He functioned exactly like God. That's why he could say that if you see me, you have seen the Father. When he made those statements, he has, he made those statements with nothing about body in mind, but about functionality and character. Because he said that he came in the likeness of man. So if you see Christ, you're not seeing God. But when you see him, his speech, his manner, his manner, his character, his expression, it was God. It was God. But Adam in the garden was in the likeness of God, but he wasn't image yet. In the, in the, I mean, I don't know those things, whether Greek or Hebrew, Reverend the Lies, Septuagint. But in Genesis 1, verse 26, the, God said, Let us make man an image according to our likeness. The image there, so the image there is Chelem. But in Colossians chapter 1, the image there that God, Christ is the, is the image of the invisible God, is icon. Icon. Which means when you click on Christ, you see the programming of God. When you... Oh, then the computer phone off. Christ wasn't Chalem. He was icon. But man was Chalem. What is Chalem? Chalem is when you buy... You see, those who have desktop, right? The system units know. So the chambers are there, but nothing is inside. That is Chalem. It means that you've created the form. It is now time to fill it. For it to now become icon. Those are not, comp- who are not the computer people. Imagine if, imagine if Christ, so when God created man, his image according to his likeness. If God is this, looks likeness is like this bottle, it means that Christ, when man was created, were also exactly like this bottle. In terms of likeness, uh, likeness has to do with appearance. This is how come in the garden, they couldn't see their nakedness, though they were naked. Because of the glory all around them. Because God kept them in his likeness. So that's that too. But when it comes to image, let's make man in our image. God created the chambers that man can house his fullness and operate exactly like him. But the place where that was to begin was in his presence. So when he created man, in chapter 2, he put man in the Garden of Eden. And the Garden of Eden had only one purpose. To mold man and to build constructs into man. So that now man does not only become Chelem, doesn't only become his, his likeness, but also now becomes his image, icon. It's only one who is the image of God that can manifest the kingdom. When I say image, it's only one who is the exact programming of God that can manifest kingdom. And that's my friends. The first journey to kingdom, the first journey, the kingdom journey to destiny manifestation is the first one is fruitfulness. So that was Gen- go read Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and Post. multiply. There are four stages. Fruitfulness, multiplication, filling, and subduing. Every creation will go through these four phases in the kingdom to reach the apex, which is at the full expression of kingdom purpose, destiny manifestation. You go through all these four. But you can't skip it. They are in order of priority. The first stage is to be fruitful. Fruitfulness means, the definition of, my definition of fruitfulness is one. 
attaining the fullness of the measure and stature of your ordination. That is fruitfulness. So if God designed you to be a mango tree, you are only fruitful when you, uh, when you, when not as a seed. A mango seed is not fruitful. When a mango seed is planted and becomes a seedling, it's still not fruitful. When it becomes a full-blown tree, it's not fruitful. The fullness of its ordination is to have mango fruits on it. When it, that, when it gets to that apex, it is fruitful. And then God will not usher to the next phase. Multiply. But the fruitfulness only begins in his presence. Because it is in his presence that he can mold you to behave exactly like how he behaves. Because mind you, only the creator can rule over his creation. And so if you're a custodian, that's how come if an owner of a company hires someone to be the CEO, they, they end up having a very close relationship. Do you know why? He's training the person to be fruitful. To man what he has created. Every child of God, when you become born again in the kingdom, God will not send you into the field. Read Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 28 again. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Okay, stop. Go to Genesis chapter 2. So, God created man for everything to rule over all the earth. Go to Genesis chapter 2 verse, is it 15 or 17? Where, when God formed man and breathed into my man became a living soul. And God planted a garden the east of Eden. And he placed man which he had created into the garden. And gave that man instruction. Till the land and what? Keep it. So, read from verse 7 to 15. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. A man became a living being. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree grow. That is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now a river went out of Eden to the water, to water the garden, and from there it parted and became four river heads. The name of the first is Pishon. Okay, skip to where God put man in the garden. Verse 15. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may okay. freely eat. Okay, all right. Thank you. Pause. Man was created for earth, but why did God put man in the garden of Eden? Many of us, when God comes in a prophetic service and begins to prophesy that you'll be a billionaire, you'll be a prophet of the nations and all that, what he's doing, then the RFD started. <laughs> what he's doing is what he did to man in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. He's telling you how he's created you. But it doesn't mean that you are ready. What it means is that what is what those pronouncements is Chalem. He's building the chambers in you. But it is in his presence that he begins to fill it up. That's what? Being fruitful. When you are filled up, then you can begin to manifest that. Let's not come. Christ came to fulfill what was written about him in the volumes of the books. It was already prophesied that he was come to do all these things. But when he came on the earth, the first place God put him was only in his presence and he hid him. 
Because it was in his presence that God now began to now build and establish all these realities. And when Christ became fruitful, attaining the fullness of the measure of the stature of God in functionality, then God said, it's time to now go and multiply. Hence, when he was baptized and came from the wilderness, after the 40 days and 40 nights, he went and what? Discipleship. Multiplication is discipleship. Multiplication is discipleship. When you became fruitful, it is now time to now go and raise others to become your, 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 your full expression. Do you understand? And my friends, I'm here to say this. In the kingdom, process is never negated. You can never skip times and seasons when it comes to process. When it comes to being fruitful, you can never skip it. Because the seed had to die first and it became a seedling. But it had to endure all the changing scenes of life to became a full-blown tree. Let me say something the Holy Spirit told me years ago. My siblings, they were not serious Christians. And I used to pray to God. And I used to get angry. Say, hey, come to church with me. I'm going for all night. Come. I'm going for camp. Come. Don't come. I will get angry. The one day God said that, Robin, said, Robin, you don't love them more than I love them. I said, oh. But no, 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 but, but you have to. You know what he said? I said, I'm not in a hurry. So why are you in a hurry? And now, they are in the church. They are, they are growing Christians. They are seven powerful. One day God told me something. He said, Robin, your greatest gift to humanity is your maturity. So stay and grow. Most of us, when we become, when we, like Bishop said, I think one of the ministers also said this. When suddenly you see prophecy, now you want to now go and bear expression. They say you write books. Then or the next day, I want to print and press. I have the first book in mind. The man of man. Then, 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 the, 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 the miracle order of the, of the divine systems of the economy of the financial institution of God. They tell you you will start a company. I see you starting a company. Then, then, or Charlie, you want to register business. You've gone, okay, let me see. All right, what's the popular company in town? Pure water. Everyone's selling pure water. It's working. You go, they go and do pure water. Or when everyone is selling rosa plantain, they also go and do rosa plantain international brothers' ministries. God will never send you to go and multiply if you're not fruitful. And the fruitfulness. You have to be fruitful in your soul. Some of you are fruitful in a part of your mind. Some of you are only emotionally fruitful, but you are not mentally fruitful. Some of you are mentally fruitful, but your will is not fruitful. You don't have self-control and patience. So if your mind is not fruitful, your will is not fruitful. Because guess what? In the Garden of Eden, man was a living soul. Fruit, the journey of fruitfulness is the building up of your soul to become the operating system of God. This is what be, but be it transformed by the renewing of your mind with the word. That can only be in God's presence. It's in his presence that God begins to now build the realities of the kingdom in you. So the person that you tell you that, hey, in the kingdom, you don't talk to people by heart. Hey, in the kingdom, you always smile. You're always joyful. Hey, in the kingdom, when someone offends you, you don't have, have a bitterness. Hey, what is happening is that he's now beginning to build you up on how the kingdom operates and how God functions. 
Because until you become God in expression in your soul, you can't manifest God in expression in your body and on the earth. Beloved, you can never escape fruitfulness. And we're in a generation where people feel that they are wasting time. You feel that time no day. Why should I be praying? Time no day. Listen, let me give you another shocker. When I got the contracts to go to California and I told God, oh yeah, it was, oh Charlie, man of God. Oh yeah, I showed the contract to the Reverend Andrew, Reverend Keith. I'll be the guy. No, that day, you, when, when I received it, you were not around. That's why. <laughs> I think that day too, Mercy was around. I was going to drop it and I shot it in the car and I showed it to her. Do you remember? And I told God, and he said, thing is this, I, my final year in uni, I had loudly in my right ear a full-time ministry after school. And I said, God, no. One time, I was going to drop a friend of my Victoria. We were in the same neighbor. I was going to drop her home. And then I heard again in my right ear, form a band for worship ministry. I said, God, no. In my right ear. America. America. And back then, you see, some of, some of us, we deceive God. We think about God, I am an usher in the church, I'm serving, I'm a minister, I pray with people, I encourage people, but Lord, I'm going to also do my own thing. Then I was talking to God, negotiating with God. The Father is $750,000 a year, and it's for, for three years, so that's $1,050,000. And they were going to start paying me $3,000 pocket allowance every month for six months, because in the sixth month I would have already been there. They started even booking shows for me. One class on yacht be. And then I had a vision. And I told God, oh, Sin City, man of God. They had even, they had even booked a, a club tour. I was going to <laughs> Sin City. And I had a vision. And the vision, I told God, Father, I will have a, a state of the art crusade. And I saw, a, a, listen. I bought instruments from the, all over the world. The, 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 the stage, the instruments, the equipment, the lights, as if it's a Fochella concert. And I was on the, on the place and watching, and the, throughout the whole day, not a single soul came and was one. And the Lord said, money does not equal impact. Because I thought, let me make money. And Father, I'll do crusade for you. I don't have money and I do state-of-the-art crusade. Chaleb is powerful. Money doesn't, that, money doesn't equal impact. Reverend last said what about the encounter. The fact that you have money, you have not had an encounter, that will inject a reality in you for you to manifest that reality. One thing God told me something, said, manifestation does not equal approval. As I come, someone said, but Lord, we did this in your name. We healed the sick in your name. Say, I never knew you. Manifestation doesn't mean that God knows you. It doesn't mean you've been approved by God. God will never send you to your land of prophecy. He'll always send you to the wilderness. He'll put you in his presence. And then in his presence, will reality to be created, that will build you up. So some of you are saying that, Father, I must be patient. Then God will bring things that will cause you not to be patient. 
Father, I want to learn how to love. Then you bring situation that will cause you not to, that will, that, that will frustrate you to just insult and yell. There's a, a sunny radio uh, ad where the person says, Lord, Lord, use me, Lord. I want to be used by you. And then someone came knocking. Uh, can you help me? Say no. Lord, Lord, use me, Lord. I want to. Then someone came. Hi, we're going for evangelism. Can you help me? Say no. Lord, I want to be used by you, Lord. Use me. Then, then. On the journey to kingdom manifestation, God will always start with the first process by building you to be fruitful. You have to be fruitful in your... See, God has called you to be a prophet to the nations. He will start building on how to identify his voice. He will start building on how to identify his word. He will start building on how to identify... To know his authority. He won't send you into, uh, he won't send you into the nations and say, go and prophesy because he prophesied to you. No, you will die. This is like people, people receive a word of prophecy and then they, just, they go and then suddenly their faith is killed. How many times people became born again and they were so zealous? There was a guy, I will never forget. We had a camp here, team camp, and he became my, my sheep. And every time, I've, his name starts with L, I'm sure you know him. That camp, he dyed his hair. No, no, it's not, it's not. I've forgotten his name. I, I don't know if you remember him. He lives around East Legon. They did a hangout at his house. Hmm? Hmm? What? Yes. Yes. Don't, don't mention his name loud. I told him, he, he's an American by birth. I told him that your greatest gift is to grow. So read your word and grow. No, but Prophet Robin, see, this, the souls are dying. The souls are saying, listen. Stay and grow. No, but Prophet Robin, no. Everything, the one day on the group, he lashed out at me. I, I, forget you. Everything you're saying, say, stay and read your Bible and grow. Can you see the souls are dying? Let's see him. He's at a crammer doing evangelism, holding placards. And I said, I said, I almost mentioned his name. I said, how can you preach a kingdom that you don't even know yet? How can you preach a kingdom you don't know yet? You just, just, you just got born again into the kingdom. Now you think you know the kingdom. What are you going to manifest? No, prefer up. Then one day he, I told him that he got angry every day. I'm telling, every day I'm telling him to read the Bible. Every day I'm telling him to pray. Every day I'm telling him to read the Bible. What, 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 what do I mean by that? He was angry at me. And I said, Father, I take my hands off him. I don't say, I didn't know that that statement I made. Was this later on? He got plagued with madness, and then now he's an atheist. You know him. You know what I'm talking about. One of the international university schools around East Legon. That's why he was going to. You know him. You now know what I'm talking about. That guy had a bright future. I prophesied to him many things that God was going to use him to do. But I said, listen, just sit and grow. The Bible says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. It's something I've noticed over the years and it's always funny to me. If let's say someone comes to a meeting and they say they see me prophesying and they see the power of God move so strongly. Someone's eyes open, someone's limbs, someone has received new organ and all that. The next time they'll come and tell me that God said I should be, I should be, I should be their, their, their shepherd, their, their spiritual father. And then I, and 
I said, okay, I'll give you a Bible to read. Reward is laughing because he, he knows what I'm talking about. Listen, you can never skip process in the kingdom. The first stage to destiny manifestation is what? Be fruitful. Fruitfulness comes by what? The word. It comes by intimacy with the, with the Holy Spirit. It comes by fellowship with the presence of God. It comes by dwelling in his presence. It's like when you become born again, the best place to ever be is in God's house. When I became born again, when I was in Jesus, I was in Lighthouse, and then I was, I wake up early at 5.30 a.m. to go and clean the church, pack the chairs. A friend of mine will come later on, will fix a canopy, will arrange chairs, and I'll go home, go and bath, and come back. That's all I was doing. From Genesis 2 all the way to Genesis 3. Then even through high school. Then later they caught me that I could, I started learning the drums. I started drumming too. Then Genesis 3, I broke my wrist, my fist. So if you look at it, some weaker. And then I couldn't drum again. And the one day I was, we had, I was singing. And then the pastor heard me singing and said, hey, join the choir. And I got angry. Then I want to drown, I want to drown, All I was doing was cleaning chairs. There was a period I became an usher. I was going for Bible study. I was, that's all I was doing. And there are things that God made me, taught me by the things I went through. The first assignment God gave Adam in the garden was what? To keep it. To tend it and to keep it. To, t- to tend or to till the ground means to bring out the realities that are hidden inside. To keep it is to guard, to be a defense. The first thing God will teach you is how to bring the realities of himself in his word. What's the first thing? Many <laughs> That's my assistant preacher. See, I want, see, the reason why this is so important is because Beloved, I don't care the prophecies you've received. You can never skip a process. Every season has an assignment. And until you fulfill the assignment, you will not be sent to the next season. Let me give you an example of this a classic case in the Bible. God told Abraham, yes, that your descendants will be in captivity, the land of captivity for 400 years. The time came, Moses was ready. But he had missed the process. So he went and did his own thing. And God said, nope. Yes, I gave the word. But uh-uh, I'm not sending you without you being fruitful. So he takes him to the wilderness for 40 years to unlearn, for him to unlearn everything that he had ever known. And to now build the realities of what it means to be used by God for 40 years. And when he went back, it was now 440 years. God will never skip process because of time. Know this from today. God will never skip process because of time. No, but God, I am growing, you know. I'm sorry, it's not going to work. Until you get it, you are going to stay at the same place. So it is to your advantage that you begin to grow now. It is to your advantage you begin to read the word now. It is your advantage to begin to build a prayer life now. It is your advantage to begin to renew your mind with the word. It is your advantage to begin to cut off some associations and build yourself 
To your advantage, you begin to serve in the house of God. To your advantage, you begin to learn the kingdom culture of giving and being a custodian of your property or your, or your wealth or riches. To your advantage, you start now because God is not going to skip process because of time going. Until you pass class one, he is not, in the kingdom of God, we don't, we don't jump class. Oh, so you are brilliant, so you skip class five and you go to Jesus one. It doesn't happen in the kingdom of God. If it will take 40 years for you to get it, you will go through 40 years. God wasn't a liar. He said 400 years. But the guy wasn't fruitful. So now it became 440 years. Until you get it, you are not going to be sent into the assignment. You will not. So the grace that God has given you for his purpose... The first place that grace comes is to build you up personally. That's the first assignment of grace. To teach you to be in his presence. He calls you first to be in his presence. And it's in his presence that he begins to build you up to become the fishes of men. And it's when you have reached the fullness of the... Now, go to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. It's even there. What I'm saying is even there. Where... That he gave gifts unto men. Is it 12? Ephesians chapter 4, verse. Okay, read. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Verse 9. Now on this, he ascended. What does it mean? But, but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints and for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the of the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro carried about with every wind of doctrine by okay. the trickery of men Pause. to build you up see to make, ready, make you ready for works of ministry and the beginning of works of ministry starts by you first being built into the fullness of the measure of the church of Christ now in the garden of Eden God was building a man to become Christ in functionality because Christ was the, the second Adam, who is the original Adam, was the one that God used to pattern man after. God said, let's make man in our image according to our likeness. Male and female created him, and in, in, in his image he made him them. Blah. That, he said, why didn't he say in our image? But in his. That was Christ. It was Christ that God used to design Adam. So when you put Adam in the Garden of Eden, every assignment God gave Adam was to let Adam get a step closer to functionality. As though he was Christ himself. Because Christ is the representation of the invisible God. And he's the firstborn word of creation. Are you following me? Please, you have to grow. If you don't grow, you can't be, you can't be sent to go and become disciples of men of all nations. It is when you pass the stage of being fruitful, then God says, Okay, now he will start giving you an assignment. Go to this place. Go and preach there. Go and do this. Go and do that. Go and do that. Now, 
when you get to that stage, sit down and go and multiply yourself. Multiplication is discipleship. So, being a parent, when you told Adam what to multiply the and fill the earth, no. Multiplication is not just having children. It's having children and building them up to be the fullness of the measure and structure of your functionality. Because man, Paul said this. This was the pattern of, of parenthood. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. So man in the garden of Eden was being built to be the full of expression of Christ. And then when he have children too, they build them to also become Christ. And that was supposed to be the pattern. Are you getting me? It is when you are fruitful that God will not say going to become disciples of all nations. That is multiplication. It is when the mango tree becomes fruitful that it has mango fruits and in those mango fruits are seeds that can also become trees one day. That is, that's when, when you become fruitful that you can now begin to what? Reproduce after your kind. That is the second stage. Discipleship. Go and now build others after your pattern. Those that come in the Bible, the book of Isaiah was not written by only Isaiah. He had a, school, a prophetic school. Back then, they used to have prophetic schools. He had a prophetic school. And all the sons were also Isaiah. They were not called Isaiah. But he raised them up to be like him. So they wrote some of the books in Isaiah. According to some theologians. And so... The father takes credit of the work of the sons because you have been patterned in my image and likeness. Apprenticeship is basically making you become exactly like me. Those that come, Ghanaian fitters never do a good job because the one who trained them was it Matrai Makwe. And so he trained them after what he also knows, Matrai Makwe. So if you don't know how to pray, how can you raise someone else to, to, to learn how to pray? If you don't know how to give, how can you learn to teach someone else how to give? If you don't know how to descend the voice of the Holy Spirit, how can you teach someone how to descend the voice of the Holy Spirit? If you don't know how to read your word and fellowship with the word, how can you build someone else to know how to read the word and fellowship with the word? If you don't know how to become an architect, how can you teach someone to become an architect? Those are most of your professors in school. They are those who have trained and matured in that field, that phase, that environment. It is only when they attain fruitfulness you can now begin to multiply. Multiplication is discipleship. And we see it in Matthew, uh, the last chapter of Matthew, I think 28, verse 18 or so. Can you read for me? Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with Pause. you always. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. The all things I have commanded you is in fruitfulness. You, go, you only go and replicate what you have been taught. That's how come my sheep, when they come to me, how God taught me is how I teach them. And how God taught me is you must read. At least Ruel is here. At least my sheep for what? How many years? Two, two, two or three years. How God trained me is how I will train you. At least this one day, this one has been, has been my sister and my sheep for since what, age what? Age, age 14, age 15. Since age 15 years. Now how old are you now? 
One shout. <laughs> so that's that's how many years? Don't say, don't say. People figure out the age. No, ask. See, when I became born again, and I started experiencing like the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the power of God. Listen, someone was telling me that Robin reading the word is so I'm I was like, what do you mean by reading the word? I am seeing angels, I'm seeing visions, and, I'm, and I speak and they're manifesting. I'm saying reading the word. I remember it was on this grounds outside there. Albert Isiam and we were talking. But the same was Nashesi. We were talking outside. We were using, uh, uh, was it uh, uh, Marvel, uh, uh, the first Avengers movie, an analogy to describe something about the kingdom. And I was listening to I was like, ah, I know it's nice, but I mean, nothing beats seeing the supernatural like it's it's exciting why will i read like nothing beats it and back then i see scriptures in the air so if i need a scripture i will see it as uh, my eyes open i'll see it written in the air so nothing beats and i realized that that's an error and i fell in love with the word and i realized that oh my goodness nothing beats the word God put that foolishness out of me instantly. I was impatient. Father, I want to, but no, no, people are dying. People are dying. Hey, Robin, hey, hey, I'm not in a hurry. If I was, I would have come a long time ago. I'm not in a hurry. He said, your greatest gift to humanity is your maturity. So stay and grow. If I see anything, I'll, if I see a vision, I'll come and tell you. So the, I, so I saw, so I saw. And I saw the staircase fall. One of the first vision I had was in this room, 2012 camp. I saw a stair, I saw staircase from heaven fall here. I saw angels ascending and descending. Was here. This, this, this place, Abokobi, I have a lot of memories. I, have, I can tell you every place and every angel I met and every encounter. The first time I prayed for someone to receive the power to speak in tongues was in that room. There's an office here. Was also here. Someone, the Lord said, just drop oil. I just dropped oil, filled and spoken in the language of the Spirit. The first time I prayed for a four-year-old to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit was at the summer hut outside there. A four-year-old. And also, I think a four or three-year-old was in this room. Where I just, I just did this and the power of God hit the small boy. And it blew my mind. How can a small boy receive the power of the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit? I wanted to. He said, Learn to shut up. And then lesson he taught me was what? Speak volumes with few words. So with my training, how God has raised me, if I'm discipling you, it is after exactly how God has raised me. Some Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. He told them what? To go to the nations, what? Teaching them to observe all that Christ had taught them. It means they were now fruitful in all their lessons. And it was now time for them to go and make disciples. Until you grow, God will not send you out. He won't send you out. So instead of being excited about about the prophetic words you are receiving, quickly go and start building yourself. And the building of yourself is not a day, it's years. 
So this notion that anyone has put all of us, some of us in a cycle, thinking that time no day, time no day. Beloved, even in heaven, when you die right now and go to heaven, you will not be promoted. You will still go to the same classes. There's, there's, there's ideal college in heaven. How can you feel? What you refuse to learn here, you will learn there. And that's how come some people, only those who overcome are the ones who will reign with Christ. As long as you being a believer, that will, make, that will cut it. The first stage to kingdom, the journey to uh, uh, destiny manifestation is growth. Being fruitful. After God, who is the marking scheme, considers that you have passed. See, it is God who promotes you, not you who promotes you. You can't promote yourself by what you feel that I feel that now. Most of us, some, most of us do. Okay, now I feel that I should be called apostle. We are in a generation now where people now give themselves titles. Because I saw one or two, one or two. I remember the first time I was in a meeting at a crowded church and then school of the spirit and I was made to minister and then I was ministering and I, I mentioned, I called someone up and I said, I'm, st- I'm standing by you right now on this day and I'm seeing you on the bed and I see you are dreaming and I said the exact dream the person had. The person said, yes, it's true. Yes, it's true. Yes, it's not true. I said, what? And I just said, my head. Uh, come on, come on. I remember one time, and then Charlie, I was ministering to someone, then, and then the Lord took me on the journey. I went through from their great, 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 great grandmother, all the way, journeyed with them from upper Nigeria, all the way, in the 18th century, all the way till they came to Ghana, uh, from the northern region, uh, to Kumasi, and what happened uh, to her time. She started crying, yes, it's true, it's true. Wow. I'm deep. I'm deep. And that's why some of you are now wanting people to now come and be hearing the things you are doing. The first time God used me to, to grow someone's leg was a rage. It blew my mind. I, like, what? I just wish there was a camera on me zooming in to see. Some of you, when you start seeing those things, suddenly if you've arrived, then now you say, you say you're going to hold crusade. Some of you, you see before Hepha say, some of you see before Hepha say, I swallow you. Say, I swallow the, the, the demon. They say, wow. Then because you laid hands on someone, the person fell down. You feel you also have the same capacity. You go and say, I swallow. Then the thing will swallow you back. <laughs> Listen. You can't see. In this kingdom, you can never deceive God. Nor can you even deceive demons. Because guess what? Your capacity in the realms of the spirit is seen by all. Because why is it what? Beholding the mirror, we are being transformed from one degree of glory to another. In the realms of the spirit, the degree of glory you have attained is your, is your, is your aura, is your, is your, is your atmosphere. Anyone who can see, any demon, any being, will know, will know your capacity by just looking at you. Don't know. Because, if, let's say, from one degree of glory to another, if you are a bobo and someone is a, a, a stadium light 
and he lies both of them. You everyone, everyone says one is pattern in this one. Your 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 light is bobo. You're going to use bobo to go and light what a whole community. You are tiger head battery, five volts. And you say you want to go and power, you want to go and pull down your family altars. Because I heard the man of God say he went to the total region uh, to his village uh, and pulled down all the altars. Uh. Listen, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, there's a confession. I know who I am. Oh, I know who God says I am. I am more than a conqueror. They can say, Devil, you know me by name. And then, like the sons of Skiva, the demon will get up and say, Who that? Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Now, who be you? And one demon beat them up and stripped them naked, and they left with wounds and sores. The reason why many believers are now giving up and saying that God doesn't exist is because they refuse to grow. And they went to try and manifest the reality of God without growth. In John chapter 3, when Nicodemus came to Christ, Christ said what? Unless you become born again, you can't see. The fact that you can see doesn't mean you can touch and hold and express. The only way you can express is the next phase. Unless you be born by the spirit and of water, which is the word, you cannot enter. But entering doesn't mean you've arrived yet. It comes to the next stage. Those who are born of the spirit. Now, nothing of you exists. Only the, only the spirit, the, the word, only Christ exists now. Like Paul said, Paul said what? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, and I said, oh, yes, not I, but Christ. If you don't grow, you can't go and disciple. Some of you, and see, this thing happens in every prophecy God gives you. God gives you a prophecy to start a business. And you, just, you want to go and start another branch somewhere. You want to go and start another company somewhere. When you have not grown this one yet. For you to become fruitful. And fruitfulness is not a monetary. You can't weigh fruitfulness by money. You weigh fruitfulness by God's pattern. That's how come approval does not equal manifestation. The fact that you can prophesy doesn't mean you are a prophet. Because we have the simple gift of prophecy. We have the ministry of prophecy. And then we have the office of the prophet. We have the gift of prophecy. The fact that I, I saw God here and was standing there, and that doesn't mean that you're a prophet. If you don't grow, trust me, you will get to age 50, age 70, and you're still wondering why the prophetic word has not manifested because you're, you didn't grow. God doesn't entrust his, his kingdom to children. He entrusts his kingdom to sons. And the yardstick for sonship is those who are led by the Spirit of God. Every influence of your life has to be influenced by only one source, the Holy Spirit. That is a sign of fruitfulness. And when you get to that place, it is time for now to go and multiply. Now, after multiplication, the next stage is to fill the earth. And now, down there, you are now going to open different realities of yourself across the nations. So someone like Lighthouse, let's go a ministry like Lighthouse. They began by becoming fruitful at only Kolegono. No, they, began, they started their journey as Kolebu Canteen. And when they had become fruitful, their fruitfulness at Kolegono 
then God said it's time to now multiply. Then they began to now build people and going to plant churches here and there. And when they were done, God said, when they had, when God, according to God, marked them, He now gave them the next grace to multi, to fill the earth. And when now they are filling the earth, they are not done yet. The finality of the kingdom journey is to subdue it. Subdue means to bring and to bring to uh, to bring to subjection to you, to bring under your feet. That is what subdue it. To bring it under your authority, it has to do with force. Subdue is warfare. The final stage of kingdom manifestation is warfare by bringing every element to be subject to you. And Christ will come and do that. And let me tell you, let me show you an example of this, what I've said. Christ being the seed, the firstborn of all creation, he said, unless the seed falls to the ground, the abide alone. And when God sent him as a seed, when he became fruitful, that he died and rose, when he became fruitful, he got them to now multiply. So he now sent the disciples. When he became fruitful, he made disciples. And when they were fruitful, now send them to go and make disciples. And when that became fruitful, I said, now fill the earth. So when the Holy Spirit came, he told them, that don't, said, don't go anywhere until the Holy Spirit comes. Stay in Jerusalem and pray. When the Holy Spirit came, they began to now multiply. But they wanted to now, they wanted to quickly jump the ship and go and manifest, fill the earth. So they were quickly going to Asia and the Holy Spirit prevented them from going to Asia. He said, no, 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 no. You're not done being, being multiplying yet. Stay here and multiply. Was when they were done, they said, okay, now it's time for you to release grace for them to now become, to fill the earth. And right now, the church is still in this third stage. We are filling the earth. The final stage, subdued, is when Christ comes. And he's not coming as a gentle lamp. He's coming as a lion. He's coming as a warrior, a king, to make war. Every human being in the kingdom, you will go through these stages. The first is God will call you to be fruitful. You will be a seed first. And let me say this. The kingdom of God doesn't give trees. It gives seeds. God will never give you a full-blown tree. He'll give you a seed. All you have to do is to plant it. Tell me, all you can pray, all you can do is to pray five minutes. Pray. You can read only one or two verses. Read. And there's a tea and the there's this notion that the body of Christ, that is very weird and it's an error. The kingdom was not designed to be manifested by only one man. It was designed to be, to be manifested by a family, a community. Because Christ was the firstborn of creation, but God didn't use him to manifest the kingdom. He used him to build other realities that will now begin to now manifest at the fullness of time. Meaning this, not everyone will be the head. Many of us want to be at the forefront. When God has designed you to be the, the hidden organ that can't be seen. And what you don't realize is this, is God, God is always marking it. The fact that you are not seen does not mean that you are not making impact. And the fact that God has given that vision doesn't mean you do it alone. You won't. The kingdom agenda can never be done by an individual. It's always done by a community. Because why did God put the warfare subduing at the end? Because you can't go and subdue the things in the earth alone. 
Only, only your kind can't do it. You must multiply yourself first and you must fail. Means that gaining expression, gaining dominion over all the territories you are in, then you now begin to subdue it. Some of you, uh, all of you, I dare say all of you, in KCF and in Zion, in time they're prophesying about Zion, but some of you, in your hearts, you get angry. That, ah, but why would they talk about me? But I forget that Zion impact is all of us. Because the kingdom agenda God has given Zion impact cannot be done by one man. The kingdom assignment is done by a community. That's how come he will first start with the seed. But in the seed are all the realities. But the seed has to first die and build itself to become fruitful. So let me use our papa, Apostle Kingsley J. Gotson. God gave him the seed, Kingdom Christian, Kingdom Christian Fellowship. But before he gave him the seed, he began to build Papa, and Papa became fruitful. When Papa became fruitful, then he said, now go, this seed, go and build it up. And when he planted it, 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 was, it was built. Now he began to multiply it by building himself in others. Reverend Andrew said something today, that if you had not met Papa, he would, he had, received, he had received prophetic words about God using him. But he could only fulfill that by meeting. Some of you can never fulfill God's word on your life without Zion. And it's not a curse. Because God himself designed it that way. Do you know why? Because Christ is the head to the church, which is his body. The kingdom is not done by one man. It is done by a collection of beings. Human beings, people, community. Another command God told Moses to come and God gave Moses the pattern for the tabernacle. He didn't give Moses the skill to build it. He gave others the skill and the anointing. I never understood it many years ago. I meet people and I prophesy to them, and they go and do the exact thing, and they will, they will see it will manifest. I'll tell them, I see you. Starting a business. This is how you will go, but they will do it on manifest. One of them was, a, was an all night, a, an engineer. I told an engineer that you will be a tailor. It was a Legon campus. An all night. God made me tell an engineer that you will be a tailor. Tailored hands. An engineer. Remember, God told me. I didn't know he was even on camp as an engineer. I thought he had come to visit. So I, I asked God, this prophetic quest, why won't you let me do it myself? And he said, the tree never eats its own fruit. And I said, that is not fair. Because by now I'll be rich. God, you can't, God can't, that one man, Reverend Dela, you come for come for that. <laughs> An individual can never fulfill the kingdom mandate. It was through Moses that God used to give the people the grace and the gifts and the resource to build their, the, cup, the tabernacle and everything in it. But Moses himself, if he gave him it, the tools, he can't build it. Even though he has the pattern in his head and he knows it. Some of you here, the things that God has said about KCF, about Zion, 
He will send you to the world. And you'll be there. Someone will be the liver in America. Someone will be the, the, the intestine in Britain. Someone will be the, will, will be the, the, the kidney in France. You're not getting what I'm saying. This body, the head is not the one processing the food. The head is not the one pumping blood. But all the individuals have, are knit together and they're fulfilling one purpose. Allowing the full body to bear expression. The kingdom mandate was never designed for one person. That's how come you must first be built to be fruitful. And then later God will let you go and build others to become fruitful. And then later God will let you go and multiply that reality. And then when you've built, a, when it's become a huge number, then it's time to subdue. That's how come many ministries, when they start, they start as one person with a vision. And he will start building others to be fruitful. And then now he starts multiplying. Then don't get more than he starts filling the place. Now there's a branch here, there's a branch here. They are all doing the exact same thing. When they, when they reach the, the number or the masses that God has intended for them to reach, he says, there's time to subdue. Because subduing is a collection of souls, destinies, knit together for fulfilling one purpose and agenda. I repeat again. To subdue it is made up of a collection of destinies who are knit together, fulfilling only one agenda. So right now, let's use Bishop Oedipo as an example. If he wants to build a railway line that will send health supply to across Africa for crusades and win souls, he can do it now. Why? Because now he can subdue it. Subduing is never introduced when you are growing. It's never introduced when you are discipling. It's never introduced when you are filling the earth. It's when you have finished all these three and God has marked you at his time that he begins to subdue. Look at the Bible says, God put Christ at his right hand side, sit here and try make thy enemies thy footstool. So until what's happening now, while Christ is waiting, is that he's filling the earth. This form Fruitful, multiply discipleship, fill the earth, and subdue. These are the four pillars of kingdom manifestation. Do you understand so far? Was there any question? Was there any question? Okay, Evan, can can you give Evan the mic? Please. I'd like to quickly put this clause in place. I am blessed to have amazing brothers and sisters in the Lord at the back there, my fellow ordained ministers. And so, where are you going? So, the questions, when they come, I will find the one that I feel that can answer and I'll throw the mic at them. <laughs> Evan, ask. All right, thank you for the opportunity. So, um, I'm asking a question for someone who has come off the back of. He's a, he's a good friend. He's always asking for his friends. Guys, excuse me. Excuse me. So I'm asking um, for someone who has come off the back of um, strong rebuke. What has what? Come off the back of strong rebuke. Who has come off. Okay. Okay, Hello. okay, okay, basically, right. 
All infantipin boys, I forgive you. So basically, um, I'm talking for someone who has been rebuked strongly mm -hmm. many times, right? Especially, I think you were speaking about spiritual giftings and uh, manifesting them and the difference between that and your spiritual growth, right? So now you reach a point in your life where now it's like God is saying that, okay, like there's a field to work and you have to go to work. But it's like the... I don't, like the essence of the rebuke is still residence in your heart. And I mean, that's good, but some, I don't know how to explain, but sometimes like a limit, I won't say limits, but I don't know how to put my question, but. So I get it. Mm -hmm. So someone was manifesting and then God let, let someone rebuke the person, right? And now God is saying that now take a step and you are scared because you've been rebuked before. Take the step and go. Bishop made a statement yesterday that God is not scared of your mistakes. He's rather scared of you. What he doesn't like is when you doubt. Let me tell you something. If God loves you, he will rebuke you. Rebuke is part. Ah, in fact, for sure, open John chapter 15. Read verse 2. John chapter 15 verse 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. Pause. God will only rebuke those that are bearing fruit. If you are struggling with a cycle and it doesn't seem to end, it's because you are unfruitful. Start being fruitful. Because pruning is for the fruitful. Those who don't bear fruit, he doesn't prune, he cuts away. There are some people, they can misbehave. God will never rebuke them. You are useless in the kingdom. If you're having a struggle, you've done everything that's not working. Everything is not working. Start being fruitful in prayer. Start being fruitful in worship. Start being fruitful in studying the word. And guess what? When heaven sees fruitfulness, they will send angels to quickly come, give you encounters to prune you. Because heaven has assigned pruning to only those who are fruitful. And at every stage of the branch, there will be pruning. Even God telling this person to now take a step. In the step the person will take, there is rebuke part of the package. Because rebuke reveals the original order and pattern and aligns you to it. That is rebuke. Many of us are scared of rebuke, so we don't take any, we don't take any step. How can you know unless you are corrected? That's how come God is not scared of your mistakes. He's not. Do you know the times I, I'll see something, God say, go and tell the person, and I'll, I'll, mis, I'll misinterpret it. Sometimes I'll be in a meeting. Back then, I'll see, I'll, I'll, let's say, there's a period in my life where when I step into a place, God will let me know everything about almost everyone in the place. But then I, I used to go and I didn't know how to. So I'll come and tell you Adele's prophecy to you. Instead of going to tell Adele. Because I heard all of them at once. But I couldn't identify which one is for who. Then I go to say, no, 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 no. no. That's not how to. Then you teach me. That this is how to retain knowledge. This is how to retain this. This is how to process it. There's a time that came. I see something about you. And I'll come and ask you. I'll come and. Uh, I didn't know how to explain it to you. So I'll make mistakes. 
And God will say, you teach me. No, that's not how it's done. Do this, do that. The time uh, I give a revelation on, on scripture, and then I thank him. God says, no, son, go further. This is for babies. Rebuke is to align you. Rebuke is a pruning tool of the kingdom. And listen, if you're a believer here and you don't like rebuke, you will never ever be fruitful. You will never grow. God chastises. He rebukes those he loves. And you know those he loves? If you do the will of my father, I love you. If you love me, you obey my commandments. So when he starts seeing that you are being fruitful, he will rebuke you. To make you to, and the reason for rebuke is what? To cause you to be more fruitful. That's the purpose of rebuke. So people, uh, me, I like rebuke, Rolf. One person was like, he's never seen anyone who is excited for rebuke. Rebuke stinks. It is painful. But I prefer it. If you're my friend and you don't tell me, you don't correct me, I don't consider you a friend. No. If you're my friend, and you will not tell me you're not my friend. You are, you are, you are an enemy who glories in my disgrace. A wolf in sheep clothing. If your armpit is smelling badly and I'm your friend, I'll call you somewhere and say, Charlie, sister. And this, this is a problem in the church. That's why you are, that's, that's why you are not growing. Everyone sits on a high horse. You feel you have arrived, so you can't be rebuked. How? When the son of God himself, God says he lent obedience to the things he went through. Well, I think Christ wasn't rebuked. Well, I think when he was under his parents, and they came and they caught, when they came and he was still in the temple, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't rebuke. They rebuked Christ. We didn't hear about it for 18 years again. That was God's rebuke to him. Now think about it. First time the guy, first time God gives him public audience, he goes and then he's flowing. Then he disrespects the authority of his parents. He's there. Then the parents come and say, son, we're looking all over for you. He said, what? I'm in my father's house. You don't hear about him again for the next 18 years. God lets him become the carpenter's son. He becomes a carpenter, a trained carpenter for 18 years. Professional carpenter. And when he came out the next time, he now knew how to talk to authority. He now knew how to relate. God rebukes, he chastises those he loves, those he calls sons, he, he scourges. The word scourge is to lash, literally, to inflict pain. Today I'm, today I'm laying a foundation. Later in life, then I'll talk about what the, the process of fruitfulness, what it, what it entails. Rebuke is part of the process of fruitfulness. It's inside. You can never be eliminated. Suffering is an arm of government of rebuke. Or is that everyone? Rebuke is an arm of government of suffering. <laughs> there's a rebuke, there's a suffering. God, listen, if, if, you are, if you are fruitful, God will rebuke you. So this is your brother, let him take a step. But let him know that God will rebuke him again. Oh, I'm telling you, God will tell me, Robin, go and talk, go and do this. You go and do it, and then suddenly, then he'll come and rebuke you. Ah, I was, I was rebuked, I was rebuked three, four years straight. I'm not praying. Every man of God I will come, you're not praying. Ah, God. I just did three hours and stop. 
You are not praying. Ah, I've just done the whole day prayer from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And now God will come. You're not praying. You have to build a prayer life. As a prophet, you must pray. Then you feel that, ah, why? Rebuke is important too. They'll come. You are not studying the word. You are not reading enough. You are ignorant. Hey! See, rebuke, let me tell something. And God himself acknowledges that rebuke stinks. It's painful. But it's for your good. You can't eliminate all your, that, that, your friend, tell your friend that you should take the step, but there will still be rebuke. Oh yeah, there will, there will always be rebuke. Because rebuke brings you a step closer to knowing the original design of the creator. That's what rebuke does. If I say put this thing here and I can't have not done it, I rebuke you. I brought you a step closer on how I designed it to be pleased. Haven't I? Next question. Thank you. Um, so you mentioned that God doesn't skip process. Yeah. And so then what about like these six, seven, eight year olds that are doing the most at like at early stages? What 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 So then um I'm asking about those children, the six, seven, eight year olds that are doing the most at like those ages. Is it that they had a cheat code or no, they, didn't, they don't have a cheat code. They began their process early. You didn't begin yours early. That's the difference. But I said this, manifestation does not also equal approval. It doesn't equal maturity. Let me, nah. The fact that I prophesied doesn't mean I'm matured. That's why the manifestation of the giftings of God is not a yardstick for maturity. God doesn't test your maturity by the manifestation of the giftings. He tests your maturity by love, your response, your reflex response to love in any and every situation. Is love your reflex response when someone offends you? Is love your reflex response when things are going bad? Because in the, see, Galatians says what, 5 22 says what? But the fruit of the Spirit is love. It says fruit. I mean, I believe the other things he mentions are the nutrients in the fruit. Now, the way in, in orange, there's vitamin C. In love, if you take orange, you take all the nutrients in orange. So when you take love, you have all the nutrients in love. So, and in love, there is self-control. In love, there is gentleness. In love, there is goodness. There is kindness. There is patience. You see that? That's the fruit of the Spirit. Christ is the, is the vine. We are the branches. He that bears fruit, he prunes. So, the fruit of a child of God. So, how would they know you are of me if you love one another? So love is a sign of maturity, not manifestation of giftings, not power. And that's an error most of us make. So when you see power manifest, you think you're matured, think you've arrived. No, you haven't. Love is the sign. Because guess what? Everything will pass away, but love won't. It says now abided faith, hope, and love, but love is the greatest. You get it? So, so manifestation does not equal approval. That's not equal maturity. Look like people are, are healing the sick, raising the dead, but that doesn't mean that they are matured. 
Because guess what? We have donkey ministry. The donkey speaking does not mean the donkey is matured. The donkey causing a supernatural manifestation doesn't mean the donkey is matured. The donkey saw an angel. The donkey saw... See, the, the donkey had an open vision. The donkey for a day became a seer. Seer donkey. But it wasn't a matured donkey. It wasn't matured. The prophet of donkeys. Do you get it? So an example is Samson. Samson manifesting the strength doesn't mean he wasn't matured. He wasn't matured. He wasn't matured. See, it's maturity that will let you learn how to keep quiet. So the father is children, they don't have cheat code. And let me say this, let me say another thing too. Comparing themselves one to another, they what? Became fools. The greatest fool on earth is one who compares himself to another person. The greatest fool on earth is one who compares himself to another person. The fact that you are seeing this person do this doesn't mean that you are, you are missing a point. You're on individual lanes. Saint Paul says what? He runs the race with his eyes fixed on the prize. Paul doesn't run the race looking on the left or on the right. He looks up. The Reverend the last said what? It's not cycle. It's tangential. Do you understand? Has the question been answered? Was the question answered? Next question. Okay, that, that one's hand before you went to the yellow jacket. Listen. Can I get water, please? My throat has become very lackadaisical. <laughs> okay, so my question is concerning subduing. Salvation. Subduing. Subduing. Yes. But I didn't talk about... Okay, yes, please. Flow. As in the, the four pillars you're talking about. Okay, all right. Uh, okay. So you were saying that it's about warfare. And I was thinking, because the, the explanation you're giving was related to the church, right? The what? So, church. So, start it. Let me start again. So, concerning subduing, uh-huh. you're saying that it's, um, it's about warfare. And warfare is part. Yes. I didn't talk much on subduing. What I, I, I said I was laying a foundation. Okay. This is for later in life. Because I believe that you will still be faithful in KCF. So, if you're in KCF, you will hear it one day. Everybody didn't say amen. Amen. Oh, yeah. I laid the foundation. I didn't touch, I didn't go into it. I just laid the foundation. <laughs> so, and later in life, God will cause me to now go into it, all the pillars individually. You understand? But you, 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 ask, you ask the question still. So, you said, what's up doing? Uh huh. It's about warfare. Uh huh. So, um, I'm trying to summarize the question. Okay. So, um, purpose is mainly about the kingdom agenda, but then with that, we have sub-purposes. Let's say... Yes. Yes. And, uh, yes. So, um, referring to the subduing, it's like um, bringing people's souls to God, but then when you're having the little, the, the sub-purposes, right, you still have to go through the four pillars with that one. So, let's say that with the sub-purpose, it's in um, an industry that is not related to preaching. So, 
Is it that you're going to subdue the industry or you're subduing the people's souls? Okay, I understand your question. Yeah, okay, thank you. I understand your question. Let me, you made a statement that I would like to quickly correct. The kingdom move is not, is not pulpit. The kingdom move is not pulpit. Being a pastor is not the kingdom move. It is an aspect. It is an element of it. In the kingdom, we have a, an educational system, which is the church. And in the educational system of the kingdom, we have lecturers who are apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. And they are to educate and build you to the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ and make you ready for works of service. Do you understand? So the pastor is not the kingdom. He is playing his role in the kingdom. That's why I said Christ is the head to the church, which is his body. We are all members of one body. Though we are different, we are all of one body. Your heart doesn't play the function of your tongue, nor does your teeth play the function of your anus. Do you understand? The kingdom is... So, the, so there are some that will be sent into industries. Because guess what? The Bible said, and I believe in the book of Isaiah, that what? the mountain of the Lord will be placed, will reign over all the mountains, seven mountains. The mountain of God will bring all the mountains of the world under its dominion. So let's say the mountain of entertainment, the mountain of politics, education, the mountain of all the seven mountains of influence. The kingdom of God will bring it under its subjection and rule over them. And it's different members of the body of Christ who will go to those industries. Yeah. Me, as I told you earlier on, that I was asking God, why is it that I prophesy to people about things and it manifests? Why can't I just prophesy those things to myself or go and do them? So I, I make the money. And I the one the Holy Spirit said, he said, listen, you are my lecturer in my school. Do you get it? Now, eh, let, me give you, let me give you an example. When a baby is born, right, the baby is whole, right, is whole, but it's not, it's not perfect. It does not attain perfection. Do you know that? But do you know that there's an organ in every child that is born. That is around, I've got the name of the organ, it's around here. And the purpose of the organ is to give instruction to every organ, every cell in the body on how to act. When you grow, when a child grows past age five going, that organ melts and dissolves away. So that organ is the teacher even in the body. It's that organ that will now start telling the child, start crawling. Start now beginning to walk. That organ will now tell the child that it will teach the tongue of the child. It will teach the eyes of the child. It will teach the ears. It will teach the organs of the child's body. And when it has finished its instruction, it melts away. So if God now gives, if, if let's say you become a prophet, and now God says it is time to now begin to manifest the school, you have to go through being fruitful as a teacher. You have to, you have to go through the people. You have to build you up. Do you understand? But you, God won't skip and let you go and do warfare. No. No, no, no. You have to first go. Have I answered your question? So every individual organ in the body, they are educated on how to function. 
That's how come, isn't it weird? That the Holy Spirit who is talking to me now is also right now standing sitting by Kisita and talking to her. It's also right now at ICGC doing a meeting with someone. So right now in Brazil and a church right now, the same Holy Spirit. And guess what? The relationship with all of us is personal. But it all ends, the, the, the result will always be one, Christ. So the dedication of the Holy Spirit to the, to the, to the, to the, to the heart and the dedication of the Holy Spirit to, let's say, the tongue may be different in administration, but the result will always be one. Christ. Do you understand? All right. Another question then. We. Ah, yes. The, yes, the lady. Thank you. So I have a question about the about the fruitful stage. Let's say there's a Christian who is now growing, trying to be fruitful and everything, and they need a church to help with that. And you mentioned how not every church is meant for everybody. Everyone is supposed to be in a specific place. So I'm a bit confused because there's also this verse, I don't remember where it is, that talks about wherever you are, a God will make sure that he, um, he grows you and gives you what you need. So how do you find exactly which church is supposed to be in when, let's say, you are still trying to learn how to hear God's voice? Okay. Um, I don't know which verse of scripture that is. I, 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 I have not come across it personally before. But I'll tell you this. God himself who created you will order your steps. Let me give you an example. Uh, Vendela, I'm about to use you as an example. All right. So Reverend Delali is a friend of mine. We've been friends since we went to the same university. Reverend Roland and I later became friends after uni. But you're going to go to the school. <laughs> you are denying your school. <laughs> We always did the same university. In fact, he, he didn't like me because I was always in his, in, in his classroom. Because I had a friend who was doing this course, Michael Van Leer. And I was like, ah, but me, I was important shipping. So anytime I can, he would get angry at me. Very, very Roland. But after school, we became friends. When I became born again, I started my journey with God in 2011. When I went back, when I was going to the, when I was going to the next semester in January, the next, I asked God, Father, I can't go back to my friends. I tried to tell them about God and say, hey, Robin, what's happened? You become a pastor. Because we, we used to club, we used to chill together. And I encountered God. And then Charlie. So I asked God, Father, I need, and God said, don't worry, I'll give you friends. He said, don't worry, I'll give you friends. The day I went on campus, I was standing, I told them to come and stand outside. So I came and stood outside and suddenly... A friend of mine, Amma Sam, she was in the same course with me. And then David Krenter was in, uh, I think, engineering. Electrical engineering or so. And the Reverend Delatu. And they, they, were, they were all coming together. And when they came, they told me, they started talking to me. And God said, these are the friends I told you I'll give you. So we became friends. And we used to fellowship together. Sometimes we go to David's room and we'll be fellowshipping together. The encounters we had. But let me tell you something. Now this is where, this is where it's going to be weird. I came, my first camp meeting was in 2012, a very church youth camp, and I had an, an encounter that transformed my life. Here. Yeah. I can tell you where I, I was sitting here when I saw a hand come out of the air, holding a cross with tongues around it, and said, and gave it to me. It was here. And gave it to me. And said, that you, you go to the nations with the gospel, but you will suffer for my sake. 
I was so do you want that? It was it was here. I was sitting here when I was I opened my diary and I was writing what I'll do with my life. That after school I'll work at Shippers Authority. I'll make this money. I'd have bought a car, married, and all that. I'll go to Malmo to go and do a maritime law in Sweden and all that. And then the Holy Spirit said that that's not the plan I have for you. Cancel it. There. I came to the camp meeting and I was blessed. I went and asked Ravendela, when I came out to campus, I told all my friends about the camp meeting. And I invited all of them. I invited Ravendela, I invited Amasam, I invited David Grant, I invited Frederick. And only Ravendela honored my invitation and came for the. <laughs> only he honored my invitation and came to the following year camp. And when he came, he was blessed. Too much. And then he, when we came out to campus, later he came and told me that God said I should come and join my church. And now, I don't know if you remember what I'll tell him. I told him that my, I wish that you rather come to our meetings, learn and go and rather build your people. But he said, nah, Robin, this is what God told me. I said, actually, welcome. So, <laughs> so that's my soul. <laughs> So Reverend Della came to join Ray Church. And it was at Ray Church. One day, School of the Spirit, Apostle King said, Jay Gustin was ministering. He came to School of the Spirit. And I invited Reverend Della that come to SOTS. And then he came. And guess what? One day, he started to come for our meetings and all nights. Then one day, God told him that go and submit to Apostle King Slade, Jay Gustin. And then that time, God had already told me personally, it's time for you to leave. I said, God, I won't go. I know, me, then my first response always rebellion. <laughs> and I repented. One year, my angel left and went and wasn't with me. So I saw every attack, but I couldn't prevent it. Because I don't have a defense. Because my defense has relocated. <laughs> Prophet Hefer thought about the mystery of location. It's on our port being. Go and look for it. <laughs> when he thought that message, I understood because I was a testimony. My angel had left left me in 2016 and was at Zion and me, I was at Ridge. For one year, I was, without, I was without defense and covering. And I didn't know that my angel had left because God said, leave and go and submit. And one, one, one day I came and said, hey, shall I from, from, Ridge, from uh, RMU to Ridge Church and now we are here. Why am I saying this? Had the what? When I was a little boy in class five, no, class four, we had moved, we moved to Spentas in, two, uh, in class, I was in class in 1999. That's when I was in class three. We moved to Spentas in 1999. And then, <laughs> because why are you laughing? One day, we were driving by Maritime University. I looked at the school and I said in my heart, I will come here one day. I didn't know why. When I was in, when I was in high school, I had a dream and I had gone to university and I was climbing the hostel. And I saw the back, there's a window there when you climb the stairs. That least you can see the back, and I saw everything. After uni, I got a school, I got into Vancouver Island University to go and study mechanical engineering. And then God made me come to maritime. The first day I climbed the cadet accommodation, I remember the vision I had. I said, Oh my goodness, this is where I'm supposed to be. But I've come to conclude. That I was sent my time not to become a seafarer, a sailor, or to work at the port. 
I was sent to Maritime to encounter my destiny partners. I encountered Reverend Dela at Maritime. Later on, I encountered Professor at Maritime. If Reverend Dela had not come to Maritime, he wouldn't have encountered me. And I would not sent him an invitation to come to my church, which would now lead him to meet who God had destined for him to meet. His spiritual father, Apostle Kisle J. Godson. And now his wife. Do you get what I, do you get what I'm saying? When we were married, and when we were seven in the same fellowship, in the fellowship was my president. It was my vice president. We were seven in the same fellowship. God doesn't make mistakes. He created you. He will order your steps. Because do you know that there's a reason why God has the person wherever it is, God will let the person that be part of a fellowship or a church or something. He will cause things to work in a way that doesn't make sense. But the person will find be placed there. That's why I say this. Some of you, the reason why God sent you to Ashesi was to come and locate Zion Impact or Kingdom Christian. That's the reason why. That's the reason why I sent to Ashesi. That's the reason why God sent Bishop to Ashesi to meet Apostle King Sir Jacobson. That's the reason why. That's the reason why I sent Bishop Andrew to Ashesi. That's the reason why he sent the, uh, we made Reverend Roland and Delali become friends from childhood. Because when I invited Vela to Ridge, he went and told them about me. And then they came. And then this man, I'll share a very last story one day. I know that one day he also shared my story about how God told him to come and warn me to, to, to align and do the, 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 the will of God. Oh, yeah, that's the <laughs> he, he was buffing. God told him to come and tell me, otherwise I'll be killed. Some of you, you think that God can't threaten to kill you. I've received death threats from God. Death threats from God before. I've answered the question. I've answered the question. That friend, God who created that friend, will align the person. Do you understand? We don't choose how we should grow. All we must do is be faithful to what? Just fellowship on the word and in prayer. Whatever church that person is, to know that it's God's church or not, the person just be engaged in the activity in the church. At the right time, God will lead the person elsewhere. I grew up in Methodist. Then later I went to Vineyard by Pastor Prophet Vaglas, Bishop Vaglas Kanku. He was the spiritual father of my family for many years. And then we moved from there, went to ICGC. Go to ICGC. And then from there, I found myself in Lighthouse. And I was serving in Lighthouse. And I served there. Uh, and then God took me from there and sent me to Ray Church. And it was at Ray Church that I met my destiny. Helping my spiritual father, Apostle Mr. J. Godson. Have you seen my journey? I didn't choose it. God did it. All I had to do was be faithful wherever I am. At, 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 at ICGC, at Methodist, I was faithful in Sunday school. At Vineyard, I was faithful in Sunday school. At ICGC, I was faithful in the drama and the memory verse club, but, uh, quote unquote, representing the youth. At Lighthouse, I was faithful in, in cleaning the place. At Red Church, I was faithful in being an usher, in being a teacher, and also being a prayer warrior. I was faithful in being a Bible study leader at Red Church. I also became faithful in being a Sunday school teacher at Red Church. I was faithful. And then when I came, when God took them to Zion, I became faithful by being a minister. The Bible says, go and pray for this. You go and do it. You go and do it online. The Bible says, go and pray. It says that you send a name. Pray about it. All you do is just pray about it. But every act of faithfulness led me to the next dimension. 
Have I answered your question now? So you don't choose that I feel. Some of you, the reason why God brought you to Ashesi is to relocate you because your destiny is in Zion. It's not in your church. And see, it, that you don't, you don't own the church. God created you. He can, tell, he can say it's time for you to leave. What can you do? Every, every general in the kingdom was once serving another ministry. Every general. The time prophet, he's, I can use my brother prophet for, he's my brother's so example. He was serving elsewhere. And God said it's time to, see, we don't own our lives. If the master comes calling, you must do it. But until the master comes calling, yours is to be faithful and be fruitful. And fruitfulness, growth, has to do with submission. The first, the first, the first stage of fruitfulness, beginning the fruitfulness, is submission. You must submit. If you don't submit to authority, you can never begin to grow. I said, I've laid the foundation. Later in life, as we journey on together in KCF, I will continue this message in 2023. So I'll see you guys. Any last question? Yes. Last question. All right, let's rise to our feet. In the next few minutes, I want to just begin to speak in tongues. And I like... Thank you for listening. This recording was brought to you by Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries. Stay blessed.